Boston Podcast. And we're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. If the storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay per view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I Believe it or not, we are back once again. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron here, uh, joined by, as always, Mr. Two Chains. Hello. Yo, 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 yo. Oh, you gotta excuse that. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm currently multitasking, you know, a little Call of Duty while I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a chance to sit down today, so. No, for yeah, sure. I'm enjoying myself a little. I'm doing so, this. What's going on, y'all? Yeah, man. Uh, that was awesome. Um, and then back from the dead, we have zombie Dr. M in the house. Dr. M, um, hello. It's It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. have uh, relocated from the great city of Cleveland, Ohio, to the deep south, and I do mean deep. Um, and, uh, yeah, just getting acclimated to... Uh, my new surroundings here and uh you're ready to start a new job so that's exciting congratulations yeah congrats man he's busy Appreciate swatting it. ladies away too because he he's uh he wants to stay free right now ladies so don't try to cling on to dr m's coattails that's all i'm saying yeah we, we must plug that he his absence wasn't just him just playing around twiddling his thumbs of course this was a it was a method to his madness with this uh, oh he's been making deals and he's been getting paper that's for sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're just going to kind of go all over the place with whatever caught our fancy this week in the crazy world of wrestling. I'm going to start. Um, is this Conor McGregor thing a work or is it a shoot? No, it's him. It's just him. Think so? Don't, don't you think WWE is going to get something out of having Brock Lesnar go to the UFC and then ultimately get his name a little tarnished because of his decision making but not not this guy that's what that's the only thing I just don't think yeah I don't I don't think Connor is is what they're gonna get I mean it would make sense but uh it would make the most sense uh, tell me who would be better than Connor McGregor at Wrestlemania I mean it, it definitely I mean it it definitely put some butts in seats but I mean like that's that's their main guy he's besides Brock scored their biggest payday which in that case it makes it a good trade, but nah, nah, Dana White is very protective of him. I guess. Hey, D Wayne, how are you? I told you he was going to join us, guys. I am in a veneration right now. You're in a what? <laughs> I'm in a hole. Okay. Well, hi, D Wayne, in the hole. Uh, we were we, we were discussing if the Conor McGregor comments about pro wrestling were a work or a shoot. I would like to. I think it could be a work leading into WrestleMania. Could be. At this point, it's just like, uh, do I believe Conor McGregor or not? I choose not to believe him right now. Oh, you have no reason not to believe him. You just have to believe if it's if it's for a payday. I mean, he's a business guy, so I can see why he would want to do such. But look, Wishface is uh, protecting his guy, you know. 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, when did they? When did they? When did when was he? When did he say he might do it? WrestleMania. He didn't say anything about WrestleMania. He pretty much just talked trash on everybody that's a pro wrestler. It was supposed to be something. The, the deal was supposed to be somebody for SummerSlam, which we haven't got yet. So, I mean, maybe it's not so much of a storyline. Maybe it's sort of the, like, you know, somebody appears to do, like, a little Ronda Rousey thing. So. But, that you know, suck. I don't, I mean, I thought, I think Connor would be good because of his, uh, his background. He's and his mouth. De- he's from Devlin, yeah. Ireland himself. Which makes him um, popular among the other gingers in the uh, company. I think uh, Sheamus would be a prime candidate to job to him. By the way, if they were going to go there, but I would rather see Rollins and McGregor myself. I just think that. Think of the promos. Think of the promos, man. Yeah. Well. But. Super heel. Super. Oh yeah, super heel for sure. Um. Yeah, I think I think his name has more value than Ronda's would if she came back. Not that that wouldn't be awesome, but we haven't seen Ronda in a while. The uh, Ariel Harwani was uh, just reporting today that we're probably going to see her make her fighting comeback either late this year or early next year at this point. But um, still very much kind of in the works, I guess. But just wanted to throw that out there. The next thing I want to throw out there, another possible WrestleMania match. Tell me what you think about this. Dwayne the Rock Johnson versus Vin Diesel. What do you guys? <laughs> Just to give people background, the Rock put uh, he didn't name names, but on social media he put some of his male co-stars in fast. Is it called Fast Eight or Furious Eight? What are they calling it? Two chains. Okay, in Fast Eight, that uh, they were being unprofessional on set. I believe the Rock just rapped yesterday. Vin Diesel rapped today, from what I understand. They the production was so awkward and contentious that they had to have a sit down between Vin Diesel and The Rock. It was over creative stuff because Vin Diesel's not just in the movies; he's also a key producer and kind of a godfather of the films because he's been in all of them. He even you know he appeared in the third one and has been a big star in the rest of them. And him and The Rock aren't getting along. They've been rumored in the past not to be on the best of terms and. The Rock kind of put it out there on blast, which doesn't seem to be like him. So leads me to think, of course, WrestleMania 33 main event, Vin Diesel versus Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> I'm personally not interested in ever seeing another Rock WrestleMania match. Uh, blast for I mean, me. The, Rock, the Rock's great. Uh, he's good for an appearance to kind of get the crowd going. But uh, after seeing that... Uh, what was it like? Two, three minute match with Eric Rowan um, in Dallas in Dallas this year. You know, I, I had enough. You talking about that five star hey. classic we got to see? Yeah, it was great. Hey, look, I'm going to say this. I'm not interested in any WrestleMania match so far this next year. So, so you guys all could get down there pretty easily for based on where you all live right now. Are you Are you guys saying right now you're not going to Orlando then? No, I'm not. I'm not wasting my time or money. Is it because of the Shaq and Big Show rumored match that has got you down, D Wing? No, because were... no, because that was rumored as soon as WrestleMania ended last year. So that I mean, this past year. So it that doesn't 
do nothing for me in a gig up. But I just feel like unless they pull something out the blue, I just feel like this WrestleMania is probably going to be worse. Not one of the good ones. In terms of what? In terms of not being having like a giant marquee, you wouldn't get this at any other pay-per-view of the year type of thing, like with Shane and Taker yes. this year? Because look at the yes. roster. Look at the amount of talent we have on the roster now with the brand split. I would argue that there are a lot of great match combinations that you could put out there, and a lot of guys, it yeah, would be their first WrestleMania. Yeah, but my idea, the way I'm thinking right now, and it's, it's pretty obvious where they're going with a few people. I just, I'm not liking it at all. I don't think it's pretty obvious considering that Kevin Owens was in the tag team for um, SummerSlam. He's in the tag team for SummerSlam because I think that's just like a rush job. Like I said, remember, I, I think like a month ago, we all agreed that they had the draft a little bit too soon. I mean, maybe I feel like with it probably would have been better after SummerSlam. Yeah, Kevin Owens is a prime time. He's a mother call him a prime time place. He's a he's definitely a cash cow for them, and for him to be in a tag team, I don't think it's a bad idea. But I it's a like, bad idea. It's well, a bad idea. It's, like it's a, a it's a good thing for him to be doing right now when he's not in a title picture or anything like. I don't know. Jericho's a pretty. He's not going to be in the title pitch anytime soon, though. That's the thing. Mm, You don't think we could get Finn Balor and Kevin Owens in the near future if you want? I don't. Really? Because they're advertising that match for a house show I'm going to next month. I don't think you're going to get Kevin. I think that's why it's a house show, because I don't think you're going to get that. Mm, I don't know. I could see it. I could see him being, you know. I'm also going to ask you to mute for me, D-Wayne, if, when you're not speaking, because we're getting a lot of background noise just to help the listeners out. I, I could see it because I, I think, unless anyone disagrees with me, I think we're all headed for a Finn Balor demon title win for this new title at SummerSlam. Is everyone kind of with me on that assumption as I move forward here? Well, I was talking to Sellis. He doesn't agree. I know he, he doesn't. Says, and well, let's, That's why we call him Silly Sellis. He doesn't know what he's talking yeah, about. But, I mean, if... I have two opinions on it. It just depends on which way they want to go. If they really want to fully say, oh, this is the new era, then they'll go the the whole thing, by the way. But, again, if they want to say, okay, well, Seth Rollins is our primetime number one overall pick, then they might go that way. So it's just like, I don't I can say understand. I, t- I was talking to him. I honestly don't know where they want to go. Well, it makes it makes it a definitely an interesting factor, SummerSlam, and I will put it out there that I'm 100% guaranteeing, and I don't do this <laughs> often, that Finn Balor will walk away as the first Universal Champion in WWE. You don't trot out the the Demon gimmick on pay per view on proper pay per view for the first time just to have him job, in my opinion. So let's just for the sake of argument, let's say that they give him the title. Let's say. He fused more with Rollins. Maybe you get him in the cell in October. I think that's when the cell pay-per-view is in it. Here's, here's the thing I'm scared of with that whole Finn Balor. It's the simple fact that I don't know. And I'm scared that they're going to put the title on him too soon. And, I, and even though he's over with the crowd, you know, you're going to have your people that's going to feel some type of way. Okay, well, he has the title too soon, so what's going to happen? And then it's also the 
the whole Roman Reigns thing. Like, it's so obvious that by WrestleMania, he's going to be back in the main event. Well, then let me finish. I was going to get there because we all know that you are the number one Roman Reigns mark <laughs> on this podcast. So no, let me get there. So. I think back to classic babyface booking when you have a guy that's legit over with everyone and maybe he's more diminutive compared to some of your your heels on your roster. Kevin Owens is kind of a smaller guy. Or excuse me, Finn Balor is kind of a smaller guy. He's like 190 pounds, right? Put him up against some guys that are bigger that he has to overcome as the sympathetic babyface, as the demon. Kevin Owens would be great, and that would be a great spot for Kevin Owens because he has yet to be given a world title match one-on-one um, in WWE at this point, you get towards WrestleMania, what's the ultimate, you know, besides Brock Lesnar, because I think he's facing Braun Strowman at WrestleMania next year. Um, think about the, the biggest the biggest obstacle he would have to overcome if John Cena's not on that brand. It's Roman Reigns. Tell me Finn Balor, Roman Reigns for that title would not be a big match. And you could put Roman Reigns over there if you wanted to. I mean... And and that's the thing. If you, and that's the thing. Like even I, 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 I like Roman Reigns. Everybody knows knows. Oh, well, like we Roman we all Reigns. know. Yeah. <laughs> but and it, it, but here's my okay, thing. Like that. okay. But here's here's my thing, and this is the issue with that whole. The issue is that you have Finn Balor, who's this upcoming great babyface. You have Roman Reigns, which they want to be a babyface, but who knows how how it's going to happen. And the issue is that is if you're going to have another Roman Reigns, you know, WrestleMania moment, make it less obvious because at the end of the day, what they want to say is, okay, well, Finn Balor met Super Roman Reigns, just like he, he might be Super Cena, and he was going to lose. And, and the issue is that's the simple fact that, okay, well, while they, while they might have a discussion and say, look, while Finn Balor is great, he just can't beat the super, the super people like John Cena or, or Roman Reigns, because apparently, you know, they, they're just this man's golden child. Well, so it's... And, and and that's the issue with this whole new era stuff. It's kind of like you're putting Vince McMahon's Golden Children versus Triple H's people. That's not a bad way to go, though, dude, because, like, you know the crowd's going to be pretty unified in how they react in that match, assuming they do Balor Reigns. I, I don't know. I think there's worse ways they could go, such as the main event we got this year at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Um, also... Yeah, I don't know. That's I just wanted to throw that out there, I guess. Dr. M, you're a big Finn Balor guy. Do you you see him winning this title, don't you? I definitely see him winning at uh SummerSlam. Are I there, think but, uh, I mean, I think that's the best choice. Are there any guys uh, that we didn't mention that he could feud with as a I, champion moving forward? I actually can I see her and say I actually disagree with the choice of Finn Balor um, winning. Oh, you can disagree only if you come out from under the water because it sounds like you're talking to us underwater. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call you Aquaman, D-Wayne. Okay. I, I consider to say I honestly feel like it's too soon for him to win because I feel like we're just crowning him the king of the king of everything already. He's and the I demon king. Like, I feel like as a baby face, he has to be built up a little bit more. I feel like... He should lose to Seth Rollins before he actually beats Seth Rollins. You know what my counter to that See, is? The best way to sell your network 
your WWE network is to play off the assumption that, you know, people who don't realize he's a big deal, well, you should be watching the WWE network because he's been a big deal for about a year and a half now. And all you people that don't know about that, you better wake up and you're going to see that at SummerSlam. Yeah, okay, and I understand that point, but it, and I understand the whole, like I said, I understand that point, I understand the whole new era, but I feel that right now, Seth Rollins is your, is the best bet for right now, and I feel like it builds, it kind of makes the feud go on and on a little bit better than if it Finn Balor wins. What? I disagree. I think I think Balor should win at SummerSlam. For one thing, I don't think it's too soon at all. For, uh, Balor is what thirty five years old, so he he doesn't have a whole lot of time. Yeah, make here. that money now, uh, right? One thing. And we all that's know he, right. We all um, know, we all know he's old. So, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah, compared so, but, to the other other stars. But uh, but again, he doesn't have a lot of time, um, and the reaction Finn Balor gets. I mean, whether you watched NXT the last two years or not that first night he was on Raw was a very organic reaction there was nothing forced about it so I think it's clear that he's ready I don't think it's too soon at all if WWE is really interested in going in a new fresh direction and establishing stars they have to pull the trigger now well not only so that I just, would do it at, I would do it at SummerSlam just wait till but they because they're, they're gonna they're gonna trot the demon out on Raw this week for the people who don't know about that and then it's gonna Everyone else is going to get filled in. Because they said the demon's coming so, to Raw on Monday to confront Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, thought, I, I thought he said he was going to request for the Okay, maybe not. You ha- you have, here's why you have to do that. You, I know that he's the demon's reserved for special events, but you have to bring him out there so that people who are on the fence about SummerSlam can see, holy cow, this this is something we haven't really seen since, like... I mean, Jeff Hardy kind of did it, but really, like... The Warrior, it's going to harken back to The Warrior. And think about how hot The Warrior was and how much merch he moved back in the early 90s. You know what I mean? I, but here's my issue. And I, like I said, um, Dr. M, you said that he got this big ovation. And the thing is, he got an ovation. But the thing is, I remember that night to a piece, Seth Rollins got a bigger ovation than he did. That That is true. Yeah, but, but that was night still, one. You They've can made... still easily continue the feud, though. Yeah, I think I think you could easily do a series of matches between Balor and Rollins. The fans would be yes. all over it because the fans like both wrestlers. So it ultimately, sort of in the long run, doesn't matter who wins the title because the fans like both. Rollins has already had his major moment at WrestleMania. What was it, thirty-one? Yes, cashing in Money in the Bank. I don't really see how it serves him well or serves anybody well for him to be the first Universal Champion. He was the first NXT Champion, so he's already had a distinction like that. It's time for WWE. We complain about this all the time. WWE struggling to establish new stars. Exactly. It's time for them to start, and what I think the perfect way to start is with Finn Balor. Yes. You're not struggling to establish Finn Balor. Finn Balor is... We already know who Finn Balor is. And the thing is, everyone is getting to know what Finn Balor is. But the thing is, some effect that I feel like he should lose at first before he wins. Because to some people, it's going to feel like, okay, well, he already won. So is he the anointed one? I don't think so. I, I mean, yes, yeah, sure. Some people, some people will feel that way. I mean, that's going to happen with anybody, right? But I, I think this is a very different sort of reaction people are having to Finn Balor. It did. It was too soon with Roman Reigns, and not only that, but part of the reason that 
I think Roman got the reaction he did is because he's clearly not as advanced in the ring as someone like Seth Rollins or not only about that, 95% of the other roster. Not only right? that, so it's, turned against him. it's because Roman yeah, Reigns looks like Roman Reigns looks like Finn Balor. Yeah. Is the, it, I think the days of having a big jacked up, you know, larger than life baby face who's just bigger than the rest of the audience to a certain degree that we might be past those days a little bit. Look at the last guy that was the most like over since like John Cena when he was really hot. It was Daniel Bryan. I don't think guys that look like Roman Reigns, I mean, I know there's exceptions to every rule, but I'm I'm saying I don't think Roman Reigns will ever get over in the way that Daniel Bryan did or if Finn Balor could. So yeah, I think part I think part of the reason for that too is because Roman is from that um, what is it the Anawahi family and I think it's a growing sense now that if you're related to Rikishi, The Rock, anybody from that dynasty, that you're going to get an automatic push. I mean, it's already happening with Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. She gets attacked on Twitter constantly because. People are saying, "Oh, well, since you're the Rock's cousin, that's why you're you're called up to Raw." She's feuding with Sasha well Banks next, case, by the way, too. Right, um, but I, I think that's sort of an automatic strike against anybody from that family now, which probably contributed to how we many fans feel about Roman. But here's my thing. All right, so the thing a lot of people downplay Roman's skills in the in the squared circle. And the thing is it's like if you look at match after match after match, it's very consistent and it's very good. But people overlook that because they feel like he's the chosen one. And the thing is I understand that point. Hey, don't knock it. We all know he's the chosen one. And I, I believe that the days of this larger life figure aren't over because guess what? We still have Mr. Man in charge. So as long as Mr. Man in charge, of course you're gonna have Finn Balor up here, everyone. But the number one guy is always gonna be this larger life figure that's just gonna say, Hey, I'm this now that's never gonna change until Mr. Man dies somewhere. Well it shouldn't you need you need a larger than life figure. I got a question then on that note, then how come there's not I mean, I do like uh, what I what I listened to on another podcast about um, Enzo and Cass, how like um, Enzo pretty much can say like, hey, you know, I can do my own thing sometimes, which gives them sort of say a small platform for them to vote for a singles run. But with that being said, how come there's not much speculation on big Cass happen? Um, you want to know why? Singles run, and he's a big guy. So you want to know why? I'm actually I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you why. One thing that, and I hate to say this, I'm very straight right now, but Roman Reigns is actually a good-looking guy. And he he gets that, the women, that women aspect, the women fans. You can ask any woman in the like, oh my gosh, I love Roman Reigns. We went to WrestleMania, we went to, you know what I'm saying, Battleground, and we saw, like, I'm here for Roman Reigns. That's what a lot of women said. So you don't think women are attracted to big cast? I never said women are probably attracted to big cast, but they're not attracted to big cast the way they are attracted to Roman Reigns. Let me just do a quick poll here. My wife's next to me on the couch here. Just nod or shake your head. Is Roman Reigns attractive? In your opinion, just nod. You're not going to offend me. Just nod yes or shake your head no. <laughs> She's not going. She doesn't want to answer. That means yes. He's attractive. <laughs> Is um um. Is Big Cass attractive? The guy that's with Enzo. She shook her head no very, very quickly there. 
I don't know. I think with a haircut, with like a makeover, he might be more in the Roman Reigns. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Because why are we talking about the attractiveness of wrestlers? Thanks, D Wayne. You just derailed the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, right. why, why don't we take a pause for the cause and we'll, we'll be back. I want to talk more about some SmackDown stuff here because we've been on Raw only. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. All right, so welcome back to the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, just wanted to do a quick plug. Um, some members of us uh, on Friday, um, Friday, August 12th, in Fairfax, Virginia, will be attended the Nova Pro Wrestling One Crazy Night uh, Summer Event. And I uh, just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Nova Pro Wrestling. Um, stars like Cedric Alexander will be there. Um, their tickets and everything can be found on their Facebook page, or you can find them on their Twitter page. Just uh, search Nova Pro Wrestling, and you'll see it. So, yeah, just want to give a quick shout-out to them. They're very professional. Uh, this would be my second event personally going. And just wanted to just, uh, again, uh, support um, indie shows or just local organizations and anything that's going on in our local community. So, again, check out the Nova Pro Wrestling One Crazy Night Summer Event this Friday, August 12th in Fairfax, Virginia. Small shows are great. You get to meet talent, which is the best part of that. You got to meet the lovely Veda Scott last time you were there. Did that happen? It did because you sent me a picture, so I know it happened. Oh, uh, it <laughs> I, I looked at my, my autograph and I was like, she's so hot. <laughs> We're talking about so many people's attractiveness on the podcast tonight. One, one thing uh, I want to say about the show is um, this should be and could be Cedric Alexander's last indie show before he's not announced for any show after this. Um, he'll be facing um, Shane Strickland, which should be a really awesome match. Um, if you're not familiar with Shane Strickland. But yeah, this might be Cedric's last indie show, which only can indicate to me that he might have a deal in place with the um, WWE. Well, and tonight he is competing in round two as we record this. I haven't watched it yet, neither of you guys. The Cruiserweight Classic against Kota Ibushi, which should be a really good match tonight. I'm excited to see that. Um, by the way, I just want to throw this out there. Tell me if you have a difference of opinion um, the best round one match of the Cruiserweight Classic, I think, has to go to Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. That was tremendous. It wasn't... Very. Most of those matches, they're great, but they're spotty, and their match told the story, starting with the backstage promo and all the way to the end of the match. It was great. I agree, and I feel like they had more time to be able to build that story. They so. could. They're doing the tag team thing in NXT, but I think they could definitely come back to it down the line when they eventually go their separate ways. Because, you know, Tommaso Ciampa... He could be a great heel in that mm-hmm. cruiserweight division when they when they start that. But they, again, too, they're in need of some tag teams to fill the void in NXT because Alpha's gone and the Vaude villains are gone. I can only imagine that the revival's next. You know, once they face the Authors of Pain. So um, just a little cruiserweight and NXT talk for everybody there. But let's go. Let's go blue a little bit. Let's talk about SmackDown. Um. I'm really enjoying the women's division on SmackDown much more than I thought I would. Eva. Eva. I have to say, I am Eva's too. And I, 
I'm glad to change this chant to that because I was just thinking last night that I can't believe that probably the thing I enjoyed most about SmackDown last night was Eva Marie. <laughs> I never thought I would ever say that. That's all uh, right. But uh, love what WWE is doing with her. I, I feel like they're finally using her correctly. Uh, obviously, she can draw immediate, like Vicky Guerrero, like heat, if not better than that. And um, love what they're doing with her. Also, like um, how they presented Alexa Bliss last night. Um, I was a little concerned about. Uh, the women's division on SmackDown after the draft, uh, but now that they're apparently introducing yet a, a, yet another title over there, um, and after what I saw on SmackDown last night, I'm I'm starting to think they got the better part of that deal. I mean, it's there's a lot more character in that division. Raw's thin right now because Paige is out and. Summer Rae's never on TV, so it's really kind of a three-person race if you don't count Dana Brooke, which I don't think anybody counts her ever. No. Um, SmackDown's fun. I'm excited to see where the title ends up going. I'm Hopefully, can we all just say Eva Marie as the first SmackDown Women's Champ? No. I think it's no. going to be Eva. Yeah. It's great. No. It's a great idea. It's going to piss all the fans off, but it's going to be her. You know what? It's going to piss me off. I'm just like, how many weeks can you go not wrestling and it's just like the first week. I'm like, okay, well, this is probably a, a work, you know. It is. It's all a work. You know what I'm saying? The second week, I'm like, okay, well, but how many more weeks are we going to go about this? Are they going to do this next week? If they do this next week, then I'm going to feel like, okay, well, that I think they something. need. I think they need to stretch it as long as possible, dude. I, there's I so many ways she can get out of matches. Possible. We've only just scratched the surface. It's going to be tremendous. If, if if she gets out of scratch so much, then I, feel, I not seriously. I feel like, then I'm going to feel like the women's roster, the whole women's concept on SmackDown is going to be a joke. It's not though because you have Becky Lynch lending the credibility. You have Natty as the veteran. You have the up and comers, uh, Alexa but, Bliss, Carmella. It's great, but they don't they don't matter. The only thing that matters really is who's, who's eventually going to hold that title. And the thing is, Eva Marie. If she could, if she continues to find a way out, then it's going to be a joke. Then it's going to be like, okay, well, we're going to have these two-minute matches again, and women just aren't going to be taken serious. Let me ask you a question. No, I don't think it's a joke at all. Does Eva Marie make you? I think it's a joke. Does Eva Marie make you mad when you see her do that on SmackDown, Dwayne? Eva Marie makes me. She makes me mad when she does that, but I also feel that. She takes the seriousness that I thought that women's wrestling was going to be, <laughs> and she takes it out of it. And it's just like, okay, well, this whole—I'm sorry, I just want to say these revolution, this whole women's revolution, and this whole Bradstreet—it's it's going to be a joke to me on SmackDown. So I'm just like, okay, well, I can't take that serious because she's going to find a way out of a match in the first place. She's going to have to decide if she's going to find a way out. So I'm just like, okay, where's the true wrestling guy? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You're going to get two minute matches. It's going to be basically total divas on SmackDown. Guess what? They're eliciting the very reaction from you that they want because if if let's say she does get the title, when Becky Lynch beats her for it, you're going to think it's great, and they could probably have a longer match than two minutes when they get to that point. Yeah, it's going to be three. <sighs> but but we're. St- I think that's kind of a pessimistic way to look at it. We're 
I'm still going to have the seriousness, though, too, because it seems like they're doing at least two women's matches on SmackDown now, which I think is a good move. So, yeah, you're going to have the Eva Marie pulling her shenanigans every week. Fine. But as was demonstrated last night, we're going to also probably get at least one solid women's match a week, too. So we're going to have the best of both worlds. So I don't think the whole women's division on SmackDown is going to be a joke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to give it a chance. This has only been its own entity for, like, what, two or th- three weeks now? You have to give it some time. And, um, yeah, they're eliciting the reaction from you that you that they want with Eva Marie. And, I don't know, you can't you can't bury the whole thing just yet. You have to let it play out. That's what wrestling is. It's a story. Um, the other thing from the blue brand, I think, bears mentioning. Uh, how many raise of hands who watched the Stone Cold podcast on Monday? Uh, that was pretty interesting. What was your What was your biggest takeaway? Um, I I actually really liked the the part where Dean basically trashed Brock Lesnar. I <laughs> I also uh, yeah I also liked that part a lot. I w- I mean I think I don't think I was alone in our group in being very disappointed with that WrestleMania match, um, and it did not surprise me at all that Dean wanted to do a lot more and apparently Brock wasn't very interested in doing that so uh, it was interesting to hear that yeah I I, I don't think Dean Dean <laughs> like he freestyled about about 90% of that conversation like he he didn't feel so much like a natural just talking on it it was it was very awkward at times but Super quiet. I actually dozed off a little bit. <laughs> but I did too. I fell asleep in bed watching it because more because I was tired. <laughs> okay. But I, I did enjoy it. I think it was um, it was interesting. It was very, two very different people having a conversation. I think what Austin was trying to get out of that conversation was not what he did get out of it. Um, I don't think Dean was always straightforward with him, but at the same time, maybe that lends to the point that some wrestlers are so transparent that it's hard to buy into their character because you're like, yeah, that's them on TV, but that's not who they actually are. Whereas Dean, like, he's probably one of the ones that's done the best job of blurring who he is in his real life between who he is on as a character. And you can't always quite tell what's real and what's not. And I think that's what we all really like about wrestling at times. I, the Brock Lesnar part was great because it's like, I don't know if I could talk trash on a guy that size and then go see him backstage at SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I'm glad he he definitely seems like he has a good relationship with the company to be able to kind of talk and act like that. He It sounded like him and Vince get along pretty well. Um, and, it, and all signs indicate that he's going to remain champion for a while past SummerSlam. I think the money match on on SmackDown is Dean and John Cena, don't you think? Yeah, probably. Um, I think yeah, that there was a money match on SmackDown. Um, yeah, AJ Styles is still on SmackDown. That's he not is, but uh, come on, man. I mean, it's going to be a good feud. I hear the rumor is that that's penciled in after SummerSlam, but Cena and, and Dean for the title on a big four pay-per-view, that's bigger than any AJ Styles-Dean match. Um, you know what I mean? I didn't know there was a big match on SmackDown, but I mean, y'all fooled me. Oh, there's big matches. Wait, as soon as they put Samoa Joe on SmackDown, you're going to look at that roster totally differently. The, the only person that can say SmackDown right now is Nakamura. 
I mean, and that's another one. You could put Nakamura there, and then you're going to be like, wow, now SmackDown's awesome. They are short, one big name. And can I tell you what I think is going to help? And this will be my point on our, our SummerSlam preview next week. I think Randy Orton needs to win against Brock Lesnar. I don't. I agree. I don't understand I the point of bringing him back, putting him in do, that type of think? a match, building up the RKO to be like the best finishing move on the planet right now, only to have him job to Brock, who just embarrassed your company very publicly. I think you have to have Randy win to make him more of a more of a solidified figure once again on SmackDown. Do you think that's fair, Duke, for his punishment? Oh, I think it's absolutely justified, and I I think. He needs to put Roman Reigns over clean at some point before his run is done at WrestleMania 34. I believe is the last day of his contract. Yeah, I think he embarrassed the company, and he embarrassed himself by getting popped on drug tests multiple times and acting like he was this big bad dude beating Mark Hunt. I don't know, man. I I certainly am not as interested in the Brock Lesnar game as as much as I used to be because it's the same match over and over now. Throw the guy around the ring a bunch of times. The taker stuff was cool, I guess, but again, I didn't necessarily enjoy being there when the streak was broken when we were there live in New Orleans. Uh, I don't think nobody enjoyed that part. No, it (laughs) it, it ruined part of our night. You were like so crestfallen walking back to our hotel. I remember I was trying to console you, Dwayne. We had to hold you back from letting your tears loose on Bourbon Street that night. Hey, I wouldn't say all of that. I mean, I was I was hurt. <laughs> you know, I wasn't like the I wasn't like what the dude with the eyes couldn't believe it. I wasn't like that one. No, you weren't. But that, yeah. But getting getting back to the original point, I I think that Randy Orton needs to win, and I think it would be one of the most talked about things that they could do on that pay-per-view. In fact, I'll go as far to say as if you did a ranking of the people who definitely need to win in their match at SummerSlam, Randy Orton is at the top of that list, followed very closely by Finn Balor and Dean Ambrose. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. What is the, would be right now, what do you believe is the percentage that Randy Orton is going to win that match? 50% right now. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that they've made a decision one way or the other because it kind of seems like you can tell Brock what to do, but he might not be up for it based on what Dean Ambrose shared this week. Mm-hmm. I I think business wise, you could have you could have Randy go over because it makes sense for Randy. Brock doesn't need to be on TV again till the Rumble, and then you could revisit that. And maybe you could have Brock get his win back at Mania. That would be such an even bigger match, especially if Randy goes over here. I don't know. I actually agree with you on this one. Oh, I'm so glad that we're harmonious, wow. Dwayne. This is a good thing. I mean, that would be that would be a big selling match with two very recognizable people on a poster for WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. And I mean, who else is? I, I guess, like you said, the SmackDown main event seems a little thin. I'm not sure many other matchups at WrestleMania I'd want to see. You know, you're not going to see Cena and Orton face each other for the zillionth time. We just had that title feud, you know, when they unified the titles two and a half years ago. Yeah. Or maybe it was a little longer than that. Sorry, Dr. M, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think it's, um, at least for me, it's way too early at this point to even 
fathom what SmackDown in particular is going to do for WrestleMania. Um, I'm sure they're going to have probably two, three, really, maybe two really strong marquee matches. Um, but we just have to see because it seems like Cena is moving to more of a part-time role now. AJ Styles doesn't fight every week. Um, I think he's not physically capable. Um, Randy Orton's injury prone. We all know that. And so um, who knows even by like Survivor Series time what the landscape is going to be, especially if Joe and Nakamura get called up by then. Um, so, and there's no room on Raw for them, by the way. They have to go to SmackDown. There's no room. They, they can't even get Sami Zayn on Raw this week. Yeah, your money, Matt. It's not even fair if they go to Raw. It's not. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's, it's not. Well, your money match for next year is Nakamura versus John Cena. That's your money match. You know what? That's that's that would. But again, that's assuming that Nakamura is going to be there. It's it's hard to predict that when you. I mean, for all we know, he could be main eventing Takeover Orlando next year as the NXT champion. But yes, that is a huge money match that they would be very wise to do before John Cena really starts to become part time because he's still on TV just about every week. And it, might I say, it's hypocritical of him to pull that, considering how critical he was of The Rock for doing that. <laughs> I don't know, just saying. I do like his show, American Grit. It's a fun show. I definitely do like that, right? Yeah. Well, I think we did it. We can talk more about whether Raw or SmackDown was the uh, the better show this week on our weekend episode. That's going to be a hard decision for me because I didn't really care overall very much for either edition of the shows this week but we can get into that and we we have some previewing to do coming up next week uh you're going to brooklyn too james um are you you and you're going with jamal correct indeed indeed and um (laughs) do you see yourself sticking around for SummerSlam with all these matches being added or are you you getting out of town and watching it on the network it is still over right now. I haven't got, I haven't figured my way back yet, so I'm not totally sure. But are you? See. Will you be in Brooklyn Get that day? Or are you? Are I will you, be in Brooklyn. You will be in Brooklyn that day. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get out of town. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. And you were just at Battleground too. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Maybe we'll need to get. Um, Jamal back on the podcast to preview that since you guys are going to that show together um, we also have our, our big SummerSlam preview this is a very loaded card with a lot of matches and most of the matches I'm very excited for you gotta think we'll see Cesaro and Sheamus get added to the card just based on their interactions still wondering what Sami Zayn's role will be um, he had a match with Seth Rollins last week this week he wasn't even featured on the show but Again, that's not necessarily a bad thing because it makes me more excited to see Sami Zayn next week, but the guy doesn't have a feud right now. They, they brought Neville back, not doing much with him. Um, hey, guys, remember, too, um, we got to get excited. Uh, Flo Rida, SummerSlam. <laughs> and, and Jason, J- I know you're going to town early for the Jason Derulo concert, right? Right, Two James? Two people I've totally never, ever been interested in. I'll pass. Okay, well, way to be a buzzkill, two chains. Um, I think that's going to do it for the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast today. Um, We'll get back with you guys on our uh, 
who won the week episode Raw or SmackDown, or maybe we're going to pick TNA this week. We'll have to see how they look tomorrow night on Thursday. Um, but uh, for D-Wayne, for Dr. M, Zombie Dr. M, rather, and for 2 Chains, uh, this is Aaron, Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you later.